Welcome back to Live Vocabulary. I am Serena Hussein and I'm continuing with the live reading and reflection of Rick Rubin's book, The Creative Act. I've been doing a live reading on this channel and it's because I want to be in the moment with you as it's being read, as well as reflect on it using my own creative experience, but hopefully in a way for you to relate um, and find relevance for yourself. So we are on area of Thought seven. It's not unusual for science to catch up to art eventually, nor is it unusual for art to catch up to the spiritual. As we know, there is a really quite a profound spiritual dimension to this book. Look for clues, area of thought seven. And as you know, these aren't chapters, they're areas of thought. Material for our work surrounds us at every turn. It's woven into conversation, nature, chance encounters, and existing works of art. When looking for a solution to a creative problem, pay close attention to what's happening around you. Look for clues pointing to new methods or ways to further develop current ideas. A writer may be in a coffee shop working on a scene and unsure what a character is going to say next. A phrase might be overheard in the chatter from another table that provides a direct answer or at least a glimpse of a possible direction. We receive these types of messages all the time if we remain open to them. We might read a book and find a quote leaping off the page or watch a movie and notice a line that moves us to pause and rewind. Sometimes it's the exact answer we've been looking for or it could be an echo of an idea that keeps repeating in other places begging for more attention or affirming the path we are on. These transmissions are subtle, they are ever present, but they are easy to miss. If we aren't looking for clues, they'll pass by without us ever knowing. Notice connections and consider where they lead. When something out of the ordinary happens, ask yourself why? What's the message? What could be the greater meaning? This process isn't a science. We can't control clues or will them or will them to be revealed. Sometimes it helps to have a strong intention to find a specific answer or to confirm a particular path. Other times, letting go of that intention altogether can help you find your way. An integral part of the artist's work is deciphering these signals. The more open you are, the more clues you will find and the less effort you'll need to exert. You may be able to think less and begin to rely on answers arising within you. You might imagine that the outside world is a conveyor belt with a stream of small packages on it, always going by. The first step is to notice the conveyor belt is there and then any time you want you can pick up one of those packages, unwrap it and see what's inside. A helpful exercise might be opening a book to a random page 
and reading the first line your eyes find. See how what's written there somehow applies to your situation. Any relevance it bears might be by chance, but you might allow for the possibility that chance is not all that's at play. When my appendix burst, this is Rick Rubin, the doctor who diagnosed it insisted that I go to the hospital immediately to have it removed. I was told there were no other options. I found myself in a nearby bookstore. Standing out on a table in the front was a new book by Dr. Andrew Wheel. I picked it up and let it fall open. The first passage my eyes went to said, if a doctor wants to remove a part of your body and they tell you it has no function, don't believe this. The information I needed was made available to me in that moment and I still have my appendix. When clues present themselves, it can sometimes feel like the delicate mechanism of a clock at work. And as if the universe is nudging you with little reminders that it's on your side and wants to provide everything you need to complete your mission. It's really interesting because whenever I'm about to follow up something that he's shared like in, with an insight or to relate it to life, he just goes ahead and he relates it to life. So it's like he's doing the work for you. You're mind might want to deconstruct what he's saying, might find it too abstract, and then he gives you a real sort of empirical example. I do really want to know what happened in the case of the burst append appendix. If he didn't have it removed, what was the alternative? I'm sure we could all Google now and find out what you would do in that situation, but um, I, I somehow wish that he had just told us. Um, I wonder if there's any interviews where um, the interviewers asked him whether or not he had it out. That would be quite interesting to know. Um, the major theme of this book is about being present. And we can, and I've said this many times here and on my own channel, we can try and calculate our way out of things or through things. We try and calculate uh, rather than just sort of go with the flow. And go with the flow is such a cliche old thing. But I find myself saying it to myself much more recently than usual because I experience the most bliss in flow. I experience the most creativity when I'm just going with the flow. So going with the flow is uh, is a really easy and very um, catch-all sort of way, um, very broad way to basically sum up what Rick Rubin's saying in this book. But we all need that broken down because we have the minds that we do. We have the intellects that we do. We've lived this life disconnected from the spiritual realm, even the creative realm. If, like me, you had to rediscover your creativity, then yes, you'd have to sort of reinvite yourself into this realm of creativity. And it's not enough to just have, oh, you know, like I'm talking to myself, just go with the flow. What does that mean? It's only when things are sort of broken down to you and then you exercise it and you apply it and you're like, oh yes, this works. I completely understand why this is a very essential way of looking at things. So being present, being in the moment, 
um, is so crucial. Um, this sort of conveyor belt of packages available to you, to us, for us to sort of just pick up and unwrap to get something that could sort of serve us right now is a very different way of living your life compared to how we can sometimes end up living our lives um, and sometimes even how we end up approaching our creativity because we are still trying to plot and map the journey. Just the other day I saw a uh, video from a creator whom I follow now and then I dip in and dip out and it's all about productivity and there was like a, t a 12 month plan on it and and the part of me that's very productive and highly functioning wanted to do just that and plan out the next 12 months and then the part of me that has recently begun to sort of go with the flow much more and encourage myself to just be in the moment immediately entered the scene just like this masterful actor and uh, took over and I was quite glad that this part of me took over so this book really helps you to sort of cultivate that part of you cultivate another overused word but it really does it it really nudges you into that zone so that you can experience that part of you to enter the scene when needed before you end up go, sort of going down one road. I think of a Jeanne Aiko um, and Absol song where she says going the wrong way down a one-way street. This morning as I was going down my uh, for a walk I saw a car do exactly that and I wanted to say hey you're going the wrong way down a one-way street. Um, immediately I had the lyrics from Jeanne Aiko and that sort of like path of resistance is the sort of antithesis of what this book is really about. This book is not about going sort of against the tide, it's going with it. It's about sort of surfing the waves rather than just challenging every bit of force coming at you and it's logical, the logic is there but you have to live this kind of logic to really feel it, believe it, see it, depend on it, rely on it because it's not a kind of intellectual logic but logic is by definition intellectual is it I don't know I really hope you've been enjoying these live readings and um, reflections of Rick Rubin's book I'm not rushing through it at all I read it right here when I record it um, and quite happy to do that because it gives me this sort of special reading time where I get to savour it even if it takes me a whole year I'm absolutely fine with that um, also because not all my content here on Life Academy relies on just this reading and reflection because I am um, going to be inserting more life vocabulary content about sort of creativity and critical thinking um, definitely about the artist's journey so look out for that when I first started life vocabulary I used to interview um, and have conversations with a lot of artists and creatives and some of those are still available here on the YouTube channel but for um, a whole host of reasons the creator journey um, certain uh, sort of experiences were had uh, by myself and other creators where the work that we created together is no longer available on this channel. There, there were more than a hundred plus episodes um, and pieces of content um, like this. So hopefully um, the bank will be filling up with 
more creativity and more commentary on the creative life. In fact, I know it is. And I am willing you to participate in the YouTube realm of things is for you to like and subscribe. And if you haven't liked and subscribed, then please do. I will see you in the next video.